0: Hey, welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius Podcast, where winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football league. Happy Thursday to everybody out there. This is the Genius Cast. We're running it solo today. That's right. You just get the genius himself today. Solo podcast. We're going to talk about Week 7. That's right. Week 7 is here. The season continues to move along with games on Monday. Um, it seems like we don't have very much time until the next game start, And that's where we are right now as the Week 7 kicks off tonight with the Denver Broncos taking on the Arizona Cardinals in a game that hopefully can earn somebody some cash with the single-game slate tonight. Uh, another one of those big slates for DraftKings and FanDuel where they're offering big, huge money for the single-game slates on both sites. Today on the podcast, we will do our shout-out to the commentator on Instagram. We'll do a little overreaction corner, a few questions that have been sent in on different uh, thoughts on fantasy football. We'll do a listener's interaction from Instagram. This week, we talked about... Did you have anybody or were you heading up against anybody in that uh, Sunday night or Monday night? Both those games went nuts in fantasy football. Did you play against anybody that had players in that game? Did you have players yourself in that game? And how did that happen? We had a little uh, Instagram communication there. We'll talk about a few different um, followers' reactions on that game. And then, of course, we'll talk about the injuries that happened in Week 6 and what to keep an eye on for those games moving forward with those injuries. And then we'll also talk a little DFS on uh, different games if I'm looking to possibly fade some games um, that might be a little higher owned. I'll break down each one of those games and and give you a little little insight on those games on what I'm looking at for DFS this week. And of course, if you have not followed us on Instagram or Twitter, please give us a follow. Instagram is fantasyfootball__genius__ and our Twitter is at fansportsgenius. And the website, www.fantasyfootballgenius.com, great for your DFS and season-long football needs. Let's jump right into this week's podcast. A shout-out goes out to King underscore Wasabi702. Thank you for the support. Good luck this week in your matchups. Hopefully we can help you pull down those W's as we continue to move along in the season. There's been rumors about Le'Veon Bell still having no contact with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And there's also rumors about him reporting to the Steelers during their bye week this week. And what is going to happen with him moving forward in Pittsburgh or the possibility of having a trade in these works with Le'Veon Bell. We've heard different reports about possibly the Philadelphia Eagles looking at maybe going after a a running back, and one of those running backs is Le'Veon Bell, and what would it take to get him. I think they still are going to be trying to get somebody. I think Le'Veon Bell makes sense. I also think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to be looking at someone like Jordan Howard. They're going to be looking at LaShawn McCoy. I think of all the options out there, I think obviously Le'Veon Bell is a great matchup for them to pick up. He That would obviously help them. Um, they're having little struggles early as after their Super Bowl year last year. And Le'Veon Bell, with a Ajayi going down, Bell would ha- have an instant upgrade to that offense. But I don't know if they're going to want to give up what the Steelers are probably going to be want to go with it. And, and again, he's going to have to sign that tender before anything happens. And we just don't know what's going on there in Pittsburgh. Rumors both ways. Bell coming back. Bell not coming back. So a few people have sent in questions on what should they do as a fantasy owner for Le'Veon Bell. Should they drop him? Should they trade him? Should we stand Pat? Personally... I'm trying to see if I can grab Bell from the, from an owner that's um, maybe panicking on him, but I'm not going to pay pull, full value for bell. i'm going to look at maybe getting an undervalue um obviously you're not going to get uh, the the return from Bell because he's missed uh, first seven games of your fantasy season, but he's a player that if he if he does play he does get on the field he could be a tremendous um, player for your team, especially come the playoffs of fantasy football. Obviously, probably in week 14. As we saw last year when he missed training camp, Bell came in and he didn't have a great uh, couple games to start the season. Weeks one and two were kind of rough for Bell. We might see the same thing even if he does play in week eight, week nine. We may see that um, the production that we're used to with Bell not be there until he gets going and gets running. And are the Steelers going to even give him the full comp of of carries and and touches there in Pittsburgh with James Conner having the season he's having if you look at the stats between James Conner and Le'Veon Bell's first six games last year and this year actually Conner is having the better start to the season that Bell had last year and that 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 has to do um probably with the lack of touches in the preseason and in training camp because he, he didn't he didn't show up last year and so week one and two he had those rough starts not Bell-like um starts obviously decent for someone else but someone named Le'Veon Bell he didn't have those Le'Veon Bell type of games early in the season last year he did finish strong finish with Bell type numbers but those early early games were a little tough where this year seems like James Conner is putting up solid numbers week in and week out so are the Steelers going to be a team that's going to be wanting to come in and give all those carries that they were giving to Conner right to Bell and obviously and then Conner gets pushed aside I don't know if I if, if I'm going to want to do that if I'm the, if I'm the Steelers Not only are you probably not going to get Bell back in the long term, if they keep him here this year, do you want to irritate and make your future um, star there, James Conner, upset because you sat him down after a nice start? I don't think they want to do that. If I'm a fantasy owner of Bell, I think I stand pat. I'm not going to get back in return what I think I, I should get in return. And I don't want to drop him, obviously, because you waited this long. There's a chance he comes back, and he has a very big impact for your team. I don't want to be sitting there watching someone else have him on his roster and I should have kept him or I should have not traded him for uh, fair value. And all of a sudden you're losing in the playoffs because you're playing the player that traded for or picked up Bell because you got a little irritated and didn't want to have to continue on with Bell. So if it's me, if I own Bell, I'm going to stand pat with him. If I don't have Bell, I'm going to try to grab him from an irritated owner and maybe get him undervalued. From him, and you can make a steal out of the deal. Those are my two ways of, of that I'm thinking. If I'm an owner, or if I'm not an owner currently of Bell, we're hearing rumors about Ty Hilton possibly coming back this week, and Leonard Fournette, um, uh, another one of those possibilities, coming returning back. Both are coming off those hamstring injuries, and should we be? Um, is that someone that you can trust? Both players moving forward. That's a tricky question, um, and it's a tricky answer to actually answer that question because hamstring injuries are so frustrating to deal with. It's just one of the things where the hamstring injury can pop up at any time, especially if you're nursing a hamstring. Are you going to be going to have that pop um, early in the game like Fournette did a a few weeks back, came back from the hamstring injury, but he left in the first quarter because that hamstring flared up and he was unable to go. Hopefully they are 100% healthy before they come back. I want to make sure that they are both ready to go before they return. So as a fantasy owner of either player, I can trust them moving forward and not have to worry, is that hamstring going to pop again like it has earlier in the season? Um, From what I'm hearing, I think T.Y. Hilton is going to be ready to go this week, and I'm going to insert him in in my lineups without any hesitation and hope. That he can get back into what he was doing best on the field. And that's being Luck's number one target. I don't know if I'm ready to put Fournette in the lineup no matter what. Just because I've been burnt now twice with him this year. Week one. And then when he came back the second time, I think it was week four. I was burnt because he only played a quarter. Lost both games because of that. I don't know if I'm ready to do that. I may want to see him play an entire game if I have the depth before I put Fournette in. Even if he is going to play this week or next week. What should we do about Rob Gronkowski with the lack of attention and lack of targets there in New England? Is it time to move on from Gronkowski? And if someone wants to trade for him, should they trade for him? I've never been an an owner of Gronkowski because I'm not willing to spend the high draft pick on a tight end. So luckily I don't have to worry about that. But if I am a, a, a Rob Gronkowski owner, I'm trying to get as much value for him as I can because the Patriots seem to be going a different route in that offense. Obviously, when Gronkowski is targeting that offense, he's he's put in a number. Last week, I think he had three receptions for 70-some yards. That's great production, but he didn't didn't get into the box. He didn't get in the end zone, which is big for him, which he's done in the past. And we also have a player that in the years past, the way he plays is always banged up. Are we going to see Gronkowski get hurt like we have in years past? Not having the production, possibility of hurt, the way he plays – I'm not a Gronkowski fan for fantasy. Great player on the field, obviously. But for my fantasy fantasy productions, I need Gronkowski to ball out. He has not done that this year. So I'm going to look to see if I can trade him. For fair value, obviously, I'm going to want to get a RB one or or a wide receiver one in return, and if I can't get that return, I'm going to hang Pat because Rob Gronkowski can have those blow up games, can have those. He is he he pretty much is a wide receiver one himself, but he's just not showing that production so far this season. As weeks go by, we continue to see those injuries pop up throughout the week. Hopefully, the injury bug has not affected you throughout the season. I've been hit by the injury bug numerous times, and um, we saw last week we saw T. Y. Hilton, Leonard Fournette, Dalvin Cook, Geronimo Allison, Randall Cobb, Evan Ingram, Giovanni Bernard, Rashard Higgins, Donta Freeman. I mean, I'm sorry, Devonta Freeman, and Chris Thompson all not play in Week Six due to injuries. We then saw Calvin Ridley, Muhammad Sanu exit with injury. We saw Josh. Allen exit with an injury saw the Raiders lose Derek Carr and Amari Cooper during the game we saw Quincy Inunua go out with his injury we saw Tavon Austin go out and we saw Cooper Cup leave that's a wide range of players that are sitting on a lot of rosters out there that are leaving on an every week basis this is a normal thing we're used to seeing it it's just hopefully if if the injury bug has happened to you it's not a multiple injuries on your team in one of my leagues, I actually have T.Y. Hilton, Leonard Fournette, and Devonta Freeman. That team obviously is a little banged up hurt, and I'm having a little um, not the success I would like to have in that team. And now with the rumors that we're hearing that Devonta Freeman has been put on the IR and Fournette battling with those hamstring injuries, Hilton with those hamstring injuries, I'm looking for a new running back for Freeman, and I don't know what I can expect out of Hilton and Fournette moving forward, so that team is kind of a wash. I'm not going to be looking at that team probably in the playoffs, just because of the start I have and with injuries I've had. Um, You can draft depth, but when you have multiple players on your team go down like that, it's tough to overcome those type of injuries. For the teams themselves, Josh Allen, the rookie quarterback there in Buffalo, we saw peterman come in and continue to be a disaster that means Derek anderson will get the start in week seven for the buffalo bills and i say no just no on every single buffalo bills quarterback don't pick him up don't think about oh there's a quarterback that i can pick up just because it's a quarterback out there doesn't mean that that player is going to have success for you or even put any points If you're in a two-quarterback league, obviously Derek Anderson might be a pickup just because those quarterbacks are so important in those leagues. But if you're in a one-quarterback league, like most of us are, just say no to any Buffalo Bills quarterback, including Josh Allen, including Peterman, including Derek Anderson, Tyrod Taylor, whatever his name is, no, no, no. We also have seen... um, the Los Angeles Rams um, continue their dominance on the football field. Sounds like Cup's going to be out for a week or two. That means Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks become even better plays if that's possible for that offense. And I think this week is the week that Jared Goff gets his numbers back. He's had a couple down weeks, but a lot of that has to do with the guy in the ba- behind him named Todd, Todd Gurley. Gurley's put up some fantastic numbers. But I think this week in the, in the division game against the 49ers, I think the 49ers are sneakily a team that can possibly hang with the Rams and put up numbers themselves on offense, which means we may see Jared Goff put up more numbers on offense which is great for golf owners and that passing offense. The good thing about the Los Angeles Rams, you can play girly no matter what because not only is he a stud, he's involved in both the running game and the passing game. Um, he's, he's, he's like Kamara. If he doesn't give it to you on the passing games, he's gonna give it to you in a running game. It's the other way around, if he doesn't give it to you on the ground, he's gonna give it to you through the air. You can don't have to worry about not trusting a player like Gurley because it's gonna be more of a passing game, or because it's gonna be a ground game. No matter what, Gurley is gonna be Gurley. He's gonna do Gurley things. And then with uh, questions that I asked about some players that I'm looking at possibly targeting um, for the second half of the season, players that may not be getting a lot of looks in. Their offense now, I think we can look at the um, Cleveland Browns for one of those. Right now, it's Carlos Ho- Carlos Hyde as the lead back there in, in Cleveland. But I think before the season's up, it's going to be Nick Chubb show. I think if you're a Carlos Hyde owner, you definitely need to go out there and grab Chubb and keep an eye on that um, situation there in Cleveland. I think as we move along in the season... Especially starting in the second half, I think they're going to want to get Chubb more involved in that offense. And Hyde, even though he's been playing fairly fairly well um, to start this year, I think Chubb is going to be the guy that's going to be the top back there in Cleveland moving forward. Another player that I'm very high on, highly on is Dante Foreman of the Houston Texans. Lamar Miller is a player that I thought maybe, just maybe he can grab that running back role and run with it um, with Foreman out with his injury. A lot of people liked like Lamar Miller and uh, being the lead back there, but now we're seeing Alfred Blue stealing carries from Miller, and now we're hearing Foreman is getting closer and closer to getting returning to the field. And I think as the season moves on and he gets more and he and he gets back on the field and he's healthy, Foreman is the player that you want to have in that backfield there in Houston for the second half of the season. I'm looking to target him in many leagues, especially in PPRs other player that i 'm very highly high owned highly very high on i'm sorry um is Cortland Sutton of the Denver Broncos. Plenty of rumors out there about if the Broncos are going to be trading one or the other of Demaryius Thomas or Emmanuel Sanders before the deadline. If that's the case, Sutton becomes an even bigger player. I think no matter what happens, they're going to want to get him more and more involved. He is the future of this team as the number one option there in the passing game. I don't see Demaryius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders even if they stay all year this year returning next, next year. One of those players won't be back. Maybe both won't be back with the youth they have at wide receiver position there in Denver, and I think with the season starting to make a little spiral downhill, they're going to want to get those rookies and those younger players more and more involved to see what they have. And I think Sutton is a star in the making. The guy is a beast. He's a great jump ball player. Was excellent in college. Um, he was a player that a lot of teams loved heading into the draft. The Broncos got him in the second round. And I think in the second half, we're going to see Sutton have an impact on this offense and uh, maybe be one of those players that lead teams to their Super Bowl and fantasy football because he becomes the, starts to put up those big numbers in the second half of the NFL season. And if Chester Rogers is not owned in your league for the Colts, we've seen that with T.Y. Hilton now the lineup, Andrew Luck has looked Rodgers' away, and he's looked good. He's getting a lot of targets, got a lot of receptions. He may not be that that burner like T.Y. Hilton is. He's more of a a PPR type of player. But Rodgers, if he's not owned in your league, he's a player that should be owned because it looks like Luck is looking his way and looking his way more and more each week. Um, Rodgers is another player that I'm looking at picking up. If he's not in in, in your league, pick him up and possibly start him moving forward because the Colts are going to pass the game. They're, they're not a great team, um, we're seeing Andrew Luck throw the ball, looks like that shoulder injury is fine. He's throwing the ball all over the field, throwing, getting big numbers, and a lot of those numbers recently have gone to Rodgers there in that passing offense. If you're looking to target a few players in fantasy um, to make your playoff push, take a look at Tyler Boyd of the Cincinnati Bengals, looking like he is becoming a maybe a 1B to A.J. Green's 1A in the passing game. He has a great chemistry with that offense. Um, him and Andy Dalton are showing that they are great together, the connections there. With with A.J. Green on the other side, Boyd's not getting double-covered, obviously, so they're putting a lot of attention on A.J. Green. That eventually is going to have to change. That might open up both Green and Boyd, and I think that passing game there in Cincinnati is under the radar. Um, a lot of people still are not taking that offense seriously, especially with Joe Mixon in the backfield, I think the Bengals in the second half are an offense that we might want to target more and more players from. And Boyd being one of those players, I think if I'm an A.J. Green owner, I think I'd, right now I'd rather have Boyd, as, as crazy as that sounds. We're also looking at the Chicago Bears' offense there in Chicago. They have a great youth there on both sides of the ball. And we're seeing that Jordan Howard isn't the player that I thought he was going to be coming in. We heard rumors about how he was going to be a three-down back, but it seems like more and more Cohen is getting more and more looks there in Chicago. We're also hearing about possibly Philadelphia looking to trade for Jordan Howard. If Howard does get traded, that's going to open the door even more for Terry Cohen. Even with Howard there, I think Cohen is a great play. He's becoming a fantastic flex option in fantasy, and he's making my way up the list as a RB2 in many leagues, especially PPR leagues. Um, this week, I think he's an RB1 in PPR leagues with a great matchup against the New Orleans Patriots, a game that we're going to probably have to see the Chicago Bears throw the ball and throw the ball often to keep up with the Patriots. I think Cohen is a borderline RB1 this week and possibly an RB2 moving forward. If not, he is a, de- a definitely a fantastic flex option in PPR leagues and really in standard leagues as well. I'm, I'm also... Looking at ta- uh, targeting Kenny Galladay of the Detroit Lions if I don't have him. I've been in a lot of my leagues, but in the leagues that I did not get him, I'm looking to try to see if I can go all in with him and grab him in every single league that I have. I think he is showing... Every week that he is Matthew Stafford's favorite target there, he's showing that he is the, some people last year thought he was mega, uh, a, a lesser version of Megatron, Calvin Johnson there in Detroit. I think that's a little uh, far-fetched because no one is Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson is Calvin Johnson. He's a stud, was a stud, He probably could still play to this day. Yes, Galde is a great player, but he's no Megatron. He's a young, up-and-coming player that I think I do want to try to get him in many leagues, if not all of my leagues, via trade, if possible. If you are a DFS player, what kind of players are you looking to take a look at this week? Um couple games that i'm looking at obviously we're looking at the patriots and the bears game looking to target from both sides of the ball already talked about cohen how high i'm on him that offense seems to be going speed so i think cohen and taylor gabriel are the top targets there on the chicago bears also love um, Trey Burton there. I think he started to show the player that a lot of people thought he was. He, he, he was he was one of the sleepers this year for the tight end position heading into drafts. The Patriots I think the more and more as the weeks go on we're going to see Gronkowski get more and more involved. Um, it may seem like he's not as involved in the offense but he still has 26 receptions, 405 yards but he only has the one touchdown. He's been hell out of the end zone since week one. That's that's what you're, you're missing from Rob, Rob Gronkowski is the touchdowns. But the New England Patriots have a ground game that they can trust now with Sonny Michelle. They're not having to put it all on Tom Brady's um, shoulders. Brady's still having a fantastic year, but now they actually have a running game that they can count on. It's not the backfield that we're scared of in New England. I think we know who the running backs are. If you're a standard league, you want Michelle. If you're in a PPR league, you still can do Michelle, but I think you want James White in PPR league just because of what he can do in the out of the backfield as a receiver. Um, and we are also gonna see Josh Gordon continue to get more and more looks in that offense. I think as he learns the offense. Every week we're seeing more and more involvement in in, in that passing game, and that's what's kind of taken away from Rob Gronkowski. There's just so many mouths to feed there in New England with Josh Gordon, with Julian Edelman, with Sonny Michel, with with James White. We have Chris Hogan. There's just a lot of mouths to feed there in New England, which makes the team great, but for fantasy, it's kind of tough to pick and choose, and it seems like Gronkowski might be becoming one of those players that was it, was it smart to take him as a high? Because you probably had to use a second-round pick on Gronkowski, if not maybe even a late first-round pick. Um, the Patriots-Bears game I'm looking at in DFS this week. I'm also looking at the Colts against the Bills. Um, I, I like McCoy, and I like Luck in that game. Um, I'm not going to touch the Lions-Dolphins, I don't think, this week. Um, it's just one of those games that I think is a blah game. Yes, they could have some numbers, but I think there's going to be too many people on there that I want to try to, try to take it, take advantage of. I like the Panthers-Eagles to be a sneaky shootout. I like both offenses. Um, Cam Newton is one of the players that I'm looking at targeting in, in DFS, and hopefully he's overlooked because he's going against the Eagles. Um, possibly a lot, a lot of people still think they have a great defense. I think their defense isn't isn't nearly as good as it was last year, and they can get beat in the... in the the secondary, especially with the deep ball. And so with the play action with Cam Newton, I think Cam Newton is a nice option for your DFS lineups this week in fantasy football. Last week we saw Deshaun Watson have a down game, um, have one of his worst games. And I think we may see a lot of people avoid him because they're going up against the Jaguars, but the Jaguars are not the defense that we're used to seeing. I think Watson is a player that I might, if if he's going to be under-owned in fantasy football... I may look to Sean Watson and pair him with Hopkins and Will Fuller and just have a lottery ticket of an offense there. Hope for a big number from those three, which they are very well capable of putting up numbers no matter who the defense is because all three are great in their own right. Yes, it'll be tough against the Jaguars, but I do love a Watson-Hopkins-Fuller uh, three-man stack in the big, say, millionaire maker. I think I'm going to avoid the New Orleans Saints going up against the Baltimore Ravens. We've seen Drew Brees not play well in um, outside of the domes, and the Ravens have a pretty decent defense. I think there's going to be too many people on the Saints just because of the name value. I'm going to try to avoid them, and I might look to a Joe Flacco, Willie Sneed, and John Brown stack in big GPPs this week. Absolutely love the Rams 49ers game for fantasy this week i think there's a lot of numbers could come out of that uh, come out of that game the Rams defense is elite as it has been they've given up some numbers to some players over the last few weeks i think cj bethard is a sneaky play this week i think he can maybe put up a few numbers there which will keep jared goff passing this week and i think goff is the guy to have this week i think the passing game is what you want in uh, fantasy especially dfs um, especially with the price that Gurley's cost you on both DraftKings and FanDuel, I think I'm going to go Goff and a couple of his receivers, and maybe fade Gurley this week, which is kind of scary to say the way he's played this season. And if you're uh, playing the single game on Sunday night, the mega uh, single game slates that both DraftKings and FanDuel have, the Bengals and Chiefs is going to be a great game to follow up that last Sunday night between the uh, i am sorry—between the Chiefs and the Patriots last Sunday night. The Chiefs have another great matchup with two teams that could put up monster numbers. The Bengals offense, the Chiefs offense, pick a player. They're going to probably do well. Obviously, we're going to see a lot more people on the Chiefs just because of the Patrick Mahomes, the Tyreek Hills. I think I may um, stay away from Mahomes just because of the volume that people are going to be putting on him and go Andy Dalton. We've seen the Chiefs put up plenty of numbers on an offensive side of the ball, but their defense allows plenty of numbers as well. And if the the majority of people are going to be on Mahomes. I'm going, to, I'm going to zig when everybody else zags and go Andy Dalton and maybe run it back with Kareem Hunt if people are going to think about going the passing game in Kansas City. you got to try to find different ways to go. Obviously, every player is going to be highly owned, but if you can find the few players that are lesser owned than the others, and I think the Chiefs, um, the passing game is going to be the high owned there in that game. So, I'm going to go to Bengals passing game with the Chiefs ground game and see if maybe that is the combination that helps you get paid that big GPP salary that they offer there on FanDuel and DraftKings. That's the kind of thing that I'm looking there on uh, DFS, different matchups that I'm looking at doing. So, let's take a look at a few matchups for week six. I'm sorry, week seven. Um, A little, who would you rather start in season long this week? First up is Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen. We kind of talked about this a little earlier. I like Cohen this week in a a shootout against the New England Patriots. If the Patriots jump out early, which probably is going to happen, the Bears are going to have to throw the ball as well. And Cohen is a better pass catcher out of the backfield than Howard. And it seems like Cohen is starting to get a little more looks more and more each week. And Howard's looks are getting decreased more and more each week give me Cohen this week actually give me Cohen long term as well but if if Howard does get traded I do like Howard as a Philadelphia Eagle if he does get the trade um, that like we're hearing possibly but long long story short give me Cohen this week give me Cohen long term between the two what about Alvin Kamara at Baltimore or Joe Mixon at Kansas City This week, and probably this week only, give me Joe Mixon in a shootout, back and forth matchup against the Chiefs, and now that Mark Ingram is back, and a game against Baltimore, I think Kamara is going to be obviously a, a nice play for you, but I don't think he can be a great play, and I think Joe Mixon has a monster game against the Chiefs, as the Bengals try to keep the ball away from him, but even if they can't keep the ball away from the Chiefs, Mixon is involved in the passing game as well. Give me Mixon this week in Week 7. What about a LaShawn McCoy versus any of the New England Patriots running backs? McCoy has finally got a matchup that I think we can take advantage of against the Colts. Colts have a decent pass defense, but their run defense is not very good. Give me McCoy in one of the very few games that I think I'm going to target McCoy in DFS and season-long. Long term, I think you go in standard. You go uh, Sonny Michelle, PPR. I think you go James White for long term. But in week seven, give me Lashawn McCoy against the Indianapolis Colts. Speaking of the Monday, the Sunday night game with the against the Chiefs. What about Andy Dalton um, versus Drew Brees in that Baltimore game on the road? Again, give me the shootout game. Give me Andy Dalton over Drew Brees this week, this week only. Dalton should put up nice numbers against the Chiefs secondary, uh, a defense that have given up monster games to anybody and everybody. They even gave up good numbers to Case Keenum, who may not even keep the job moving forward there in Denver. So if Keenum can put up decent numbers, what can Dalton do with his offense there with Mixon, with A.J. Green, With Tyler Boyd, that's a great offense there. I think it's going to be another one of those Patriots-Chiefs game that we saw last week. May not be as highly scoring as that game, but I think both teams are going to get into low to mid-30s on Sunday night. Give me Andy Dalton. Monday Night Football has the Atlanta Falcons playing the New York Giants. What about Julio Jones against Odell Beckham? I think for this game, I'm going to go Odell Beckham. And Julio Jones continues to put monster numbers up without touching the end zone. I still do not know why the Falcons do not get him the ball more often in the end zone. Why don't they get him looks in in the red zone is beyond me. The guy is a fantastic player. He's a beast, one of the best, if not the best receiver in football. A lot of people say Antonio Brown. Some people might say Odell Beckham. Julio Jones is in the conversation. He continues to put monster games. Bold call which really shouldn't be a bold call, but it is. Julio Jones gets in the box this week. The Falcons finally realize, hey, this guy is pretty good and can catch the ball in the end zone. He's a fantastic player between the 20s. Why is he not treated the same inside the 20 in the red zone? I have no idea why the Falcons don't do it. This week they finally realize who he is. He he turns his great game into a monster game, but give me Beckham in that game as both receivers go off on Monday night. Speaking of the Falcons, um, with Devonta Freeman out for this, uh, put on the IR recently. Who are you looking at? Key, uh, looking at long term, Tevin Coleman or Edo Smith? I'm going Coleman, but I'm not a very high high on either one of the players. I like I like the Falcons' passing offense more than anything else, and Coleman can catch the ball out of the backfield, so I like Coleman long term over Smith there in Atlanta, and the Philadelphia Eagles. What about Wendell Smallwood versus Corey Clement? Who do I like long-term? Long-term, I like Clement. Be very careful with who you pick up, if you pick up anybody, because of the rumors about the Eagles possibly looking to trade for a LaShawn McCoy, for a Jordan Howard. We've heard the possibility of Le'Veon Bell. We've heard David Johnson. We've heard a lot of different names there in Philadelphia. I think they're going to make a move for somebody which is going to make the long-term pickup of either Smallwood or Clement. May not be as, as solid as, as it would right now. But if I'm picking one or the other right now, give me Clement. I like Clement long-term for the Eagles, but I think I'm going to avoid the situation completely to see who they go after. I'm just going to take a gamble. And if they don't go after a buddy, you miss out on a player that could possibly be huge for you in fantasy. But personally, I think they're going to make a trade for one of those players, and I think it's going to possibly be Jordan Howard um, as we hear more and more. So that'll do it for the podcast today. Hopefully, this helped you out. Hopefully, we're getting better as the weeks move along. As I said, this was a solo podcast. Hopefully, I didn't bore you. Hopefully, you're still awake over there on your side. And if you're not followed us on Instagram, give us a follow at um, we are fantasy football underscore genius underscore. And if you haven't followed us on Twitter, give us a follow there as well at fansports genius. And if you're not checked us out on the website. Give us a check at www.fantasyfootballgenius.com. Check us out for your season-long, for your DFS, for all your needs of fantasy football. Let's help you win your weeks every week in fantasy football. And we will see you next week as we hopefully are talking about wins in season-long and your bankroll in DFS continuing to grow as the weeks continue to move along in the NFL and fantasy football